This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Friday. It's Friday. I can't decide if this week has flown by in a blur or we've limped along. And I suspect it's a little of both. Uh, there's anticipation just wanting to get to the Super Bowl now. It feels like Super Bowl week stretches on interminably for that reason. But also it's been fast because of the balancing act we've done between Quality interviews. Uh, our motto going into this week was not quantity, but quality interviews. And I feel like we have done that. Uh, we're proud of the work that we've done this week. And if you missed any of our conversations, they're all podcasted. But to be able to catch up with Rodney McLeod after the year that was with the Colts and to be able to talk to Matt Overton and find out what Jerry Jones is really like away from the cameras, but also why it is different in Dallas. He's played in five other places and he says it really is different in Dallas and tells us why. Uh, not to mention we've had a chance to talk to players, even J.C. Treader, who was on the show earlier, and you're going to hear part of that conversation uh, again this hour, their reflections about DeMar Hamlin and about how that impacted the league and what it did inside locker rooms. Um, and so it's been really cool to catch up with current players. J.C. just retired, but still the NFLPA, his first appearance on the show. And then Carl Eller, First time ever speaking to a member of the Purple People Eaters. <laughs> He's widely considered one of the best defensive players in Vikings history. 130 and a half sacks for them alone in his career. A 2004 Hall of Famer. He still uses Twitter. <laughs> he was posting a photo of himself in his gold jacket on his Twitter account Thursday. And so to be able to ask him a few questions about his career, he has one touchdown in his entire career. I was watching highlights of Carl Eller before I talked to him on Radio Row, and he was a beast. Get this, 6'6". Okay, so we're, we're talking about a, a tall guy but only 240-something pounds, so lean and fast and <laughs> explosive because he wasn't carrying around a lot of weight. I mean, LeBron James is a few inches taller, of course, but in terms of the the weight, LeBron is so much heavier than this defensive end. Uh, so a 2004 Hall of Famer and also one who understands the plight of many former football players. So he predated the merger. And he goes back to an NFL championship game plus four Super Bowls. Um, he's a he's a guy who cares so deeply for the game itself and knows what it's given him, but at the same time recognizes that there are a lot of alum of the NFL and of the football 
the football world, the football league, that don't have the care that they need. And so for him to get to Radio Row and to talk to as many people as possible, including us, about the Gridiron Greats Fund and how it assists former players who are in need of sometimes just a helping hand. Also, here's what I love the most about Carl. He had substance abuse problems when he got out of the league. He sought help. He's remained sober. And guess what he did with that? He became a licensed drug and alcohol abuse counselor and opened clinics and worked with various organizations to help other people who had fallen into addiction. This man has spent his entire life uh, just doing what he can to connect with people and help people. Uh, and so to to now partner with the Gridiron Greats is right up his alley. I mean, this is, this is who he is. So if you missed that conversation, please, please check it out on our podcast. Uh, earlier in the week, Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, uh, giving us a peek behind the curtain with the AFC Championship game and also how these Chiefs have survived despite turning over almost their entire receiving core uh, as well as their cor- their uh, second secondary, their cornerbacks, their safety. So uh, the, the Chiefs are battle-tested, but they also have a lot of new guys who've never played in a Super Bowl before. Uh, Patrick Mahomes being named an NFL MVP for the second time in his short career. I mean, we're not talking about a Tom Brady-like career here. He's not even got a decade in the league, already has two NFL MVPs, a near overwhelming winner, near overwhelming choice, 48 of the 50 first place votes. And he was not in person, but he recorded a message. It's actually kind of funny. I was wondering whether or not they have all of the candidates record messages just in case or if he found out ahead of time and knew that he had won because I guess it wouldn't be quite as authentic if you think that you're going to win, but you don't know for sure. I guess there wasn't a whole lot of secret. Most people expected him to win, but did they also have the other candidates, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, record messages too just in case? I actually was thinking that too. Like, did, <laughs> did he know something, or they did? Yeah, did they have him well, plan it? Well, yeah, I don't. I feel like they, in order to make it authentic, they probably would have told him. But I wonder how far ahead of time he knew, because he's obviously in Super Bowl prep and he was dressed up. This wasn't FaceTime. Remember, Aaron Rodgers accepted his was it his 2020 MVP award, and he was remote, of course. And it was something. That's when he dropped the bomb about getting engaged. I think. <laughs> So he was on FaceTime or Zoom or something like that. I got engaged. See what I mean? Uh, He was not there in person. Of course, that was a different time. But uh, I wonder how far ahead of time Patrick found out that he was a second-time winner of the NFL MVP. I want to thank God for giving me this platform and putting so many amazing people around me to help support this dream I've had since I was a little kid. Without him, none of this would even be possible. To my wife, Brittany, my baby girl, Sterling, and my son, Bronze. This crazy life that we are living means nothing without y'all, keeping me balanced and making me appreciate every single day. No matter how I feel coming home, y'all bring me joy and make me appreciate the time that I get to spend with y'all. Thank you for always being there for me through my good times and my bad. Love y'all. To my family, my mom, my dad, my brother and sister, Thank you for supporting me every day and telling me since I was a little kid to follow my dreams. To the Chiefs organization, Clark Hunt, Brett Veach, Andy Reid, the staff, and most of all, my teammates. I would never be standing here today without y'all. 
every day, given everything that we have together to go for the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl. Let's continue to go for that dream this weekend. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, two-time MVP, and he joins a select group. Now, you might think that there are more quarterbacks in NFL history who've won more than a single MVP award, but that is not the case. And most of these guys who have are no longer playing the game. And so Patrick has a chance to continue to move up on the chart. Now, Peyton Manning, the all-time leader with five MVP awards. Aaron Rodgers has three MVP awards. Tom Brady, wait, does Rodgers have four? Four, three. Rodgers has three. Tom Brady had three as well. Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Kurt Warner, Steve Young, Joe Montana. Those are the quarterbacks with multiple MVP awards. But think about it. Only Aaron and Patrick are still playing, and Mahomes is so much earlier in his career. There is a chance. Now, I'm not telling you it's going to happen. It's more of, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance that Mahomes ties Peyton Manning for most ever MVPs or even passes him. Though, that's a lot. It's asking a lot. Six seasons in which are the MVP is insane. Um, it was insane for Peyton with five of them. But yeah, in terms of quarterbacks who actually have more than one, there's only nine guys on the list. And Patrick and Rodgers are the only ones who are still playing. And, you know, Rodgers tells us he was the, the COVID MVP, the MVP of the COVID seasons. Uh, so maybe that means he can't win. An- oh, no, no, wait a minute. He told us, in fact, he can still win an MVP. <laughs> congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Also, congratulations to Justin Jefferson, the Offensive Player of the Year. 1,800 yards, 128 catches, led the NFL in both those categories. Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. 18 and a half sacks tops in the league. And then, of course, San Francisco uh, had the lowest points per game and yards per game allowed uh, collectively as a defense. Let's see. A couple of the others that I really liked. uh, Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. So in this case, it doesn't go to a player who is coming back from an injury, though very often that's what happens. But Geno certainly deserves it. Or, Or maybe most improved. I mean, either one of those. Brian Dayball, the coach of the year. His first season with the New York Giants. First season as a head coach. So that's impressive. But the Giants were such a great story. Not only making the NFC beast what it was, along with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Cowboys, but winning a wild card out of that division with nine victories uh, and getting to the playoffs. We were able to see really the the learning curve of Daniel Jones become much, much flatter, really picking up steam and seeing his maturity come into focus. And his poise certainly has always been an asset, but to to cut down on the, the dumb mistakes at the worst possible times. No one's perfect, but he just looked more comfortable in his own skin. Uh, And so it wasn't nearly as steep a learning curve for him anymore. Do we have Brian Dayball? Cool. What an honor this is to be standing in front of you guys tonight. Uh, It's awesome. Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown. Uh, What a great honor. I'm appreciative of this award. I want to thank the Mara family, the Tish family, Joe Shane, all the scouting staff, the support staff. Um... The club, the fans, the voters, and particularly the players and the coaches are the ones that warm up here. Congratulations to Brian Dayball. Uh, 
That was not a funny moment. I'm only laughing because I know what's coming next. That's I shouldn't have given away. Sorry. One of the lighter moments, and there were many. Uh, Kelly Clarkson was wearing a Dallas Cowboys dress, for heaven's sakes. Uh, but <laughs> the the crazy moment that uh, I think took a lot of people off guard is when she started. So she was doing some numbers, some musical numbers, because that's her career, obviously. Uh, she even said she wasn't sure she was going to accept the NFL's offer when they invited her to host the honors. Anyway, she's up there singing, and a member of her band, her band leader, cuts in uh, because there's going to be a special guest on stage with her. I'm sorry, we have one last request. Who? I'm sorry, Kelly. I just wanted to sing one quick tribute song to Tom Brady on behalf of all the other quarterbacks in our league. All right, shine bright like a diamond. Okay, okay. Tom's won seven times, went to ten. He's on some beach, so maybe Kirk could win. Wait, you can really sing. Yeah, yeah, since he's been gone. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you can really sing. What? Like, I didn't, okay. Okay, Kirk Cousins, I would totally press my button. Okay, um, hold on, though. That, that doesn't really sound like a tribute. It kind of sounds like you're just happy Brady is gone because it, you know, gives you and the other teams, you know, a, a better shot. And I am totally for this. Um, I think Brady's retirement is good for him, great for us. Because, come on, Kelly, everyone wants to hear you sing, not me. Let's go. All right, first of all, she has got one hell of a voice. I love Clarkson's voice. But also, what you didn't see, you've got to see the video. It's on the NFL Twitter or, Jay, if you want to uh, share it from our our uh, After Hours CBS account. What's happening as she's saying thirst trap, there is a... <laughs> there is a large, large, as in blown up photo of Tom Brady on the big screen in his undies. Remember, we talked about this. He becomes all uninhibited now that he's retired. He's promoting his Brady brand. It was essentially a bet on social media. And he posed in his underwear right after his retirement. And so he's doing it like a teenager holding a phone sitting in front of a, a, a wall like mirror. Anyway, they throw that up on the screen behind her, and then they put the camera on Derwin James. Oh, my gosh. His face, uh, essentially, he is mortified, and it's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> For those of you who are Friends fans, you may remember when Phoebe first caught Monica and Chandler together, her response was, oh, my eyes, my eyes. That's exactly what Derwin James was doing. He was like, oh, no, oh, no, and covers his face. <laughs> you like that? You like that? <laughs> So it's really funny. Uh, I just, <laughs> I'm not sure what's funny. Your Kirk singing and actually having the moxie to get up there. And he's wearing his chains, right? Because that's been his thing all year. Uh, or the fact that they threw that photo up of Brady in his underwear. To my knowledge, Brady was not there. I, they never showed him. I didn't see him. So <laughs> Since he's been gone. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you can really sing. <laughs> what? 
was funny. There were some lighthearted moments like that when there were some also some really poignant and inspirational moments of course the nfl honoring our servicemen and women uh home and overseas ron rivera doing that presentation and at the end of the ceremony there was a moment i think that made a lot of people cry before demar hamlin took the stage and he gave a couple of minutes of of inspirational words and encouragement but even before that they had to bring people up on stage uh, so that he was not up there alone and this is uh, Jim Kelly whose voice you hear first getting a group of people to work together as a team now that's hard Mm -hmm. it takes countless hours of repetition even when no one is watching and when the lights are on you it's what makes the difference between success and catastrophe And to all of you athletes out there, he is not talking about you. Because there is another group who puts in the time, day after day, month after month, year after year, a team of unsung heroes. I am talking about the men and women who train as hard as any player that has ever lived so that they will be ready at that crucial moment. The only difference is they hope that moment never comes. Oh, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought there was more. I thought that uh, that was where they, in. I'm sorry, my fault. Misunderstanding. Uh, what happened after that? I, I thought we were going to hear it. They brought up the entire group of doctors, medical workers, and then first responders, those who were responsible for DeMar Hamlin's care on the field in Cincinnati, uh, even as he needed to be resuscitated twice. So the EMTs and the medical workers that helped to keep him alive, that saved his life there as well as at the UC Medical Center, and then on to Buffalo as well, where he was in the hospital for a couple of days. Uh, So you hear Jim Kelly and then the tribute from the actress Cheryl Lee Ralph uh, as they brought all of these workers and doctors and EMTs to the stage. It was amazing, the standing ovation. And then they bring up DeMar Hamlin. Uh, We're running late, so I promise you'll hear DeMar and his words of encouragement and also a shift in purpose for him too. But the... The recognition that there's a plan in all of this just blows me away. What poise, what maturity, and what perspective from a man of 24 years old. Uh, so I definitely want you to hear that. Just We'll separate it from Kirk Cousins and his singing a, a little bit. Coming up, a part of my conversation with J.C. Treader, recently retired offensive lineman, spent five years with the Browns, three years with the Packers. He's still serving as the NFLPA president, and he was very... Open, honest, also generous with his answers about what happens behind the scenes and the relationship between the union and the NFL. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Happy Friday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Joe Thomas here, and I just got inducted into the 2023 Hall of Fame class for the NFL, and I just wanted to say a big thank you. Could not have done it without you guys. 11 beautiful years in Cleveland. Not always full of a lot of wins, but always a lot of pride in the city, in the team, and you guys were a huge part of that journey. Absolutely could not have done it without you. Thank you. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of Joe Thomas. Yes, he identifies himself. Do you know he's the only offensive player who is part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023? Uh, rare. In fact, it's never happened since the merger that four of the five slots are filled by defensive players. If you missed it, though, Rondé Barber and Darrell Revis, the two cornerbacks, outside linebacker Demarcus Ware, and then linebacker Zach Thomas, all selected, uh, as well as Joe Thomas on the first ballot. But the reason we have you here from Joe Thomas on his Twitter is because right after we found out that news, I had a chance to talk to his former teammate, former Browns center, J.C. Treader, who is still serving as the NFLPA president. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. The part of the conversation about Joe Thomas and about playing for the Browns and that fan base with some of the wild rides that we've seen with the Browns. All of that's podcasted. So Browns fans, you're going to want to catch that. Uh, Really cool to be able to hear his inside perspective about Joe and his 10,363 consecutive snaps, but also uh, Kevin Stefanski and the Browns. I'm bringing back the part of the conversation that pertains to his role now as the president of the Players Union, and we're picking it up where I ask him how he would describe the relationship between the union and the league early in this new CBA. I would say it's somewhat like the old tale of cats and dogs. Like there's labor and management will always be at odds somewhat, and Mm -hmm. there are times where um, things look like they're being worked together well on the surface. And I think you look at COVID and you say like, man, you guys really work together well. Now the public doesn't see, you know, the three hour long screaming matches we had behind the scenes, but you know, we accomplished what we were trying to do, which was playing a full season, keeping as many people healthy as possible. So labor and management will always have different priorities. And sometimes they work together better. Sometimes they work together a little worse, um, but that will, will never change. I don't think you could have a union and management always on the same page. I just don't think that's in the DNA of either organization. What are the top priorities right now that the NFLPA and that you as president are navigating? I think health and safety is always top priority. We've got a ton of conversations going around about natural grass versus our artificial turf fields. 
Uh, we've got conversations going on about the concussion protocols this year was that topic was a, a high priority or a, a very uh, publicized uh, discussion point. And then the other the other issues being this far out from a CBA, I think, is a time to launch new initiatives and do new things and come up with new ideas that can kind of grow over the course of the next decade. I think we've done a couple of those already have been released, a few more are coming behind it. And that was really what I was excited about when I took this job in 2020 was I had a ton of new ideas and new things I wanted to try as the leader of the union. And then three days after I was elected, COVID outbreak happened and we put all those aside because we have to deal with a once in a century pandemic. But now that the COVID protocols and the COVID negotiations are in the review mirror, it's been really enjoyable uh, to dive back into some of those ideas that I was really passionate about trying uh, two years ago and now get them off the ground this year. The concussion protocols were certainly in the spotlight around what happened with Tua Tagovailoa, the Bills and the Bengals, those two games. When you see that, when you think about where the league is now, we know concussions were up this year, though the NFL is saying that's because the protocols are working. What's your perspective on it, JC, as a former player? Yeah, I think our focus with the protocols is, one, we want our players treated as patients first. Um, We don't want them looked at as players. We want them looked at as patients And then, you know, the focus is really on conservative care. And that's what we saw uh, with the original issue where, you know, Tua went back in the game. And I think everybody saw that and realized, like, that is definitely not the conservative approach. And we had a concussion protocol in which gross motor uh, instability uh, was allowed to somewhat be overruled by a non-neurological caused injury. And after seeing how that transpired, we realized that is not conservative care. And that's why we've changed the protocols to now be ataxia, which is now a a clear no-go symptom. If you show it, you are out. There's no kind of loophole to go back in the game with it because you you deem it a separate injury. Mm. And, um, you know, concussion protocols will continue to change and continue to evolve. They very rarely evolve and change as publicly as this one did. But we are always looking at ways to prioritize keeping our players safe And sometimes that's keeping them safe from themselves, too. Uh, And that's what we've seen over the course of the years and what you discussed with the NFL's comments. That is somewhat true. We have completely shifted um, the mentality, I think. If you look back 10, 15 years ago, how players saw concussions and pulling themselves out from concussions, that wasn't very normal. And now I think players are better understanding the risks and the dangers of playing with concussions and also realizing the symptoms and signs of them and then pulling themselves out of the game and reporting those symptoms uh, to make sure they're protecting themselves as well. Right. We have seen a few players do that or we hear more about it. Uh, It's becoming more common. Would you say it's a positive or a negative when this type of an issue or really any type of uh, an issue that faces uh, players, the league, that it becomes public? I think those conversations happen either way. Like we are always monitoring them and whether it becomes a big, you know, PR issue that doesn't really change our job as a union. Our job is to protect the players uh, and make sure they are safe. And, and these um, get louder when, when that happens. And that was the issue with the Tua injury was everybody saw it, right? Like they, they saw him get up. Um, and wobble, there, there wasn't much to interpret. It was right. very visual and scary, too. Uh, and a bunch of people asked questions, but whether no one noticed that game or what happened, 
the work that got done was going to get done either way because that's our job as a union and that's our job as our medical team is to be evaluating those things and making sure we, we close any issues and evolve the protocols. So I don't think it matters that much. I think anytime it does become a big P, you know, public issue, it helps the conversation be more um, visible to everybody, too, and a better time to educate people of what the issues are. J.C. Treader is with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. A completely different situation, not a concussion. Uh, but in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin injury that also played out on national TV, the incredible care he received right away there in Cincinnati. Uh, as a former player yourself, what's your reaction to how his care was handled? Those first responders um, deserve a ton of credit. I mean, saved saved his life. Cincinnati and I think Pittsburgh are two of the best resuscitation hospital networks in the in the country and a lot of that work is what we've done as a union is focusing on getting the right people on the field and getting the right systems in place on the field and those uh, first responders run through like an hour-long checklist before every single game wow laying each issue of if this happens what are you doing what are you doing who's on what and those are things the unions pushed for for years when you know the issue happened with with DeMar, he had three of the best resuscitation doctors in the country within 50 yards of him. That happens from, you know, the union pushing for the best systems in place to always be protecting the players. But a, a ton of great care for him. I, it was so great to see him at our NFLPA press conference when he went to meet the MVP, rightfully so. Um, and I just think everybody's so happy to see him back walking around. I saw him, I saw some photos of him at NFL Honors tonight, too. Mm. Um, just so happy for him and his family. Part of my conversation with NFLPA President J.C. Treader, a guy that I've wanted to have on the show for quite a while. Uh, and so we were finally able to connect with him right after he finds out his former teammate is headed to the Hall of Fame. And also seeing DeMar Hamlin, giver, uh, a giver of of what's been a lot of inspiration as well as encouragement, um, but he's received it too. And he wants to turn around and now use this experience as one that is not just part of his story, uh, but can be a, a springboard for the, the rest of his life, for the purposes and the plans that he believes uh, he now has in his life. Such an inspirational young man. It's so incredible to hear him, and you will, before the top of the hour. That full conversation with JC about the Browns, about Joe Thomas, even about players and their fantasy football. I know sometimes I work in weird stuff. Uh, it's on our podcast, and our podcast is posted every weekday morning on both Twitter and Facebook. And right now on both of our sites, we've got videos, two each, right? We got two on Facebook, two on Twitter as part of our Super Six Super Bowl series. Our latest topic, fantastic finishes. We could only come up with six. Well, we only had time for six, is what I mean to say. Uh, so you have to go and, and tell us your favorite fantastic finishes. But yeah, find two of the vids each on Twitter and Facebook. We've got one more to go, which is our snacks. And also, we're asking you tonight. Party people, what are your Super Bowl super snacks, your must-haves? And we're hearing from you on Twitter and on Facebook as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Are just a few minutes left to go. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Temperatures around 35 degrees here this afternoon as Folt puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Naheem Hines, 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I can't be the only one who still gets chills hearing that call on Bill's radio the very first play when they got back to football following DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest on the field but then of course getting released from the hospital back in Buffalo watching from his uh, his hospital room just incredible what we saw over the course of a week, two weeks with Tamar and his care, which is why the medical teams in both Cincinnati and Buffalo, as well as the first responders, the doctors who saved his life, they were all honored at the NFL ceremony on Thursday night. And then Tamar was called on stage. And as I say, I'm so impressed with him at 24 years old, his perspective, uh, understanding that this is not the end, even if it's not what he anticipated, even if it's not what he expected or even what he would have asked for. Uh, and, and he continues to inspire. First, I would like to just thank God for even being here. Every day, I am amazed that my experiences could encourage so many others across the country and even across the world. Encourage to pray, encourage to spread love, and encourage to keep fighting no matter the circumstances. Sudden cardiac arrest was nothing I would have ever chosen to be a part of my story, but that's because sometimes our own visions are too small even when we think we are seeing the bigger picture. My vision was about playing in the NFL and being the best player that I could be. But God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world.
My entire life, I felt like God was using me to give others hope. And now with a new set of circumstances, I can only say he's doing what he's always done. I have a long journey ahead, a journey full of unknowns and a journey full of milestones. But it's a lot easier to face your fears when you know your purpose. Mm. My third night awake in the hospital, I met an ICU doctor. His name was Yusa. He told me he had a similar experience. He, t he showed me he was okay, and that meant so much to me. There was, so, there was so much uncertainty at the time, and just him coming to me, showing that I could live a normal life again, it meant so much to me in the moment. So I want to give a big thank you to him, and a special thank you to everyone on this stage for everything they did for me. And thank you everyone around the country and around the world who prayed for me and hoped for me. The journey will continue. Awesome. But I have news for DeMar. Anything but normal. His life is anything but normal now moving forward. He was also honored at the NFLPA award ceremony with the Alan Page Community Award. And so he was there with his parents on stage. He looks good. He sounds good. Uh, clearly understands the magnitude of this moment. And the quote that I put on Twitter that stands out to me, it's a lot easier to face your fears when you know your purpose. It's not all sunshine and roses and a yellow brick road from here for DeMar Hamlin. He's got a lot of fears about the future. Maybe he fears that he'll never play football again, but he knows his purpose and his perspective is so much bigger now. Gosh, what an inspiration from one moment, one man, but a team and a cast of hundreds of people on the field at the hospitals uh, and even now that are helping to take care of him. So really amazing to hear that from DeMar at the NFL Honors. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Lots of cool moments. Uh, even now they've been replaying it overnight on NFL Network. So it's been fun to hear. Gosh, and that gets us almost to the end of the week. I know for many people, there's still Friday, Radio Row, the the uh, wrap-up to this week on uh, on that radio row where you've got so many TV and radio stations that come and do interviews. Um, and so that kind of closes one door. And then we still have <laughs> more than 48 hours until kickoff. But of course the game is the thing, right? Uh, Andy Reed, by the way, He's uh, running on adrenaline these days. I, I'm glad because he's been everywhere. The, the media responsibilities are steep for the quarterbacks and the coaches when it comes to the Super Bowl. We hear from them every single day. Uh, but he's hanging in there even as he's prepping for what's to come. How do you take your coffee? You know, I don't drink coffee. but What? Um, what do you drink in the morning then to start your day? I just get up and go. I got endless energy for a chubby guy. so much <laughs> he does not hide the fact that he loves cheeseburgers i grew up on in and out um but i've had a few five guys and the shake shack you know i no, i don't turn any of them away shake shack he had to work that in but then the man does not drink coffee how is that even possible so he's all about his burgers and his hawaiian shirts and endless energy he just gets up and goes endless energy for a chubby guy <laughs> not care he gives two bleeps if you know what I mean he's not care he just is who he is he's Andy Reid and you gotta take it or leave it <laughs> all right coach what makes this Chiefs roster special they 
kind of know when to be crazy and when uh, when to crank it down and uh, tune it in and be serious. Uh, and so they're, I think it's a good bunch, unique. Um, I, feel, I felt like during the season, every week, I was getting to know these new guys a little bit better. Uh, we had so many changes, and uh, I, I love the way everything gelled there. He also gives us some insight into the special relationship between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, which honestly is going to be a focal point for really any defense that games play, game plans for the Chiefs. And yet, still, they're so unbelievably productive. The best friends on the field and off the field, I, that I guess helps too. You, you want to be, if you're a receiver, you want to be friendly with the quarterback for sure. <laughs> you know, Travis is, uh, That's how you get your he, he studies. He comes off like a nice, funny guy and happy-go-lucky, but he studies like crazy. But Travis Kelsey is a killer underneath all that goofiness. Uh, he and his brother obviously play each other. Uh, first brothers ever to face each other on the field uh, in what is called the Kelsey Bowl. One more, because I love Travis. How does he want to be remembered uh, even before we go into Super Bowl Sunday? I've always wanted that legacy of being the greatest, man, ever since I was a kid. And um, I think the stats, the stats, the numbers, all the all the things that I, you could you accomplish. That's how you're kind of measured when it's all said and done. And um, you know, that's kind of how I measured guys growing up. And it's a cool thing to to be recognized in that light, man. But um, when I tell you this Super Bowl, when uh, when it comes down to Super Bowls, I I, I want to be above 500 at this point. I wanted to win them all. I wanted to win them all, but right now I just want to be above 500, man. And uh, that's the biggest stat that I could I could throw out there that I have on my mind. 12 touchdowns this season, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, and obviously the anchor and the relationship. I call them the most, uh, well, one of the most productive married couples in sports, right? They're just, they need each other. They're connected forever. Uh, but the rest of that group has come along. So we know what the offense did for the Chiefs this year and certainly for the Eagles as well. And you would think the best strategy for each defense would be to stuff the run and just get them off the field as quickly as possible. Uh, so how do you exactly play keep away? away from Patrick Mahomes, Nick Sirianni. Our job is to score points on offense, um, you know, and that, and, and so sometimes that's the, the way you, you play it is, is a keep away battle. Sometimes it is to, you know, try to score as many points as you possibly can. I've always been in the school of scoring as many points as you possibly can and trying to score more than the other guys. All right. Well, then that doesn't mean you have to keep it away, only to, you have to stop them when they've got the football. <laughs> It seems so simple, right? I go back to it. But these two offenses, they can hurt you in a variety of ways. Uh, one more, Fletcher Cox, uh, who you know is a longtime NFL vet, along with, say, a Brandon Graham, who was part of their last Super Bowl win. Uh, they don't have a ton of familiarity with Mahomes and the Chiefs, though. We played them last year, but this different team. We're a different team, you know, and they got some some really good players. And, and that's the thing about being pros. You got to be able to adjust and, you know, on the fly. You got to be able to prepare for somebody you haven't seen before. And, and you know, that's that's something we've done all year. Um, obviously, you got your division games, but you got teams that you normally don't play each year. Um, so when you can adjust um, your game plans and, you know, adjust things that, that, that you normally don't do, um, it's, it's really good. But, you know, we keep the main thing the main thing. It don't matter what play he calls. We have to execute the play. 
They definitely want to rush the quarterback. Four guys with 10-plus sacks for the Eagles never happened before. Now, for us, of course, we don't have to go into X's and O's until Sunday night. We get back here for our Super Bowl postgame show. You don't want to miss that. But between now and then, Super Bowl snacks. Your super snacks, if you will. We've been asking you for the course of the show uh, on Twitter and Facebook, what are your must-have snacks? Andy goes with pizza and nachos, but because it's Valentine's weekend, I'm making salad, crab legs, steak, and creme brulee for dinner for my wife. Okay. Dave goes with oyster stew, uh, lots of pizza, lots of cheese. Uh, John says charcuterie board full of every single imaginable pick food. <laughs> uh, Paul says chip soda and any other garbage I can scrounge up. Uh, and Marsha, stuffed mushrooms. That sounds amazing. So whether it's on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page, we've got five episodes now of our Super 6 video series. Our snacks video is still to come on Saturday. And we'll talk to you Sunday night. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.